Now, from South Florida, this is The Current Event with your host, Eric Marmer. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the first Current Event podcast episode. And this show will be a quick news show where I will tell you about one current event that has taken place over the past week that I think you should know about. And then just to have a little fun, you know, I live in Florida, so I like the Florida man story. So every week we'll also do a Florida man segment, because why not? And you know I'm never going to run out of material. So today is September 16th. It's a Wednesday, which will be the day that I put out these podcasts, because it kind of splits up the week. So our main story this week is about... Venus, named after the Roman goddess of beauty. And, you know, what is more beautiful than hearing that there's potentially life on a neighboring planet? So how could there even be life on this planet when uh, the temperature, how varies, I don't know, between 800 and 900 degrees Fahrenheit and the pressure on the surface of the planet is equivalent to being 3,000 feet under the ocean? So apparently over the last year, MIT scientists have been studying Venus's atmosphere, I guess through a telescope, and they came across something called phosphine. Phosphine, I guess, is a waste product of something that could be alive on Venus or in the atmosphere of Venus. I don't think they're sure yet because they've only had one successful probe, I believe, land on Venus. The other ones were crushed under the weight of, I guess, the atmosphere and the acidic rain and all the other things that melt everything that lands on that planet. So anyway, these scientists, I guess, have come to the conclusion that the amount of phosphine being created on the planet means that there's got to be something creating it other than ways that it would naturally occur. So this guy... William Baines, a biochemist at MIT and one of the co-authors of the paper that came out on this, said that the light is constantly breaking the phosphine down, so you have to constantly be replenishing it. So I guess that's why they realize there's got to be something other than, you know, some naturally occurring thing creating it. And it seems to be a big deal. So like me, you have to be thinking, okay, like how does something like this live under these uh, conditions, and in the New York Times article, they quoted Dr. Seeger, who said that the microbes are born aloft on air currents called gravity waves, and they could live and metabolize and reproduce inside droplets of sulfuric acid and water, and given the amount of gas that's being produced, the population of these microbes could be ample. So we're not really talking about like humanoid aliens we're talking about just life at basically probably like the most basic level Uh, but there's still a significant discovery if it turns out to be that there's actually life on venus no matter what kind of life it is because right now we don't know of any and just to be clear here this does not mean that there's guaranteed life on venus it just is a sign that there could be and hopefully somebody goes and checks it out if it's even possible given what the atmosphere and everything else is like on that planet but i believe i read in this new york times article uh they did a great write-up on this i'll have a link for you in uh in the show notes um i think india is planning on sending something there 
but uh, it seems like NASA has passed it up, but maybe because this came out, maybe we'll end up sending more probes to this planet because, yeah, we want to know. So what I really want you to think about is just how crazy is it that we are living now in a time in history similar to that of Galileo and Copernicus where in their time people thought that the earth was the center of the universe and uh, people were really upset about you know the fact that you know, Galileo and Copernicus were saying, no, that's not how it works. You know, there's a, it's a heliocentric system, and the Earth and the planets actually revolve around the sun. So people back then were really worked up about it, uh, enough to imprison and kill people over it. But, you know, we're living in modern day, so hopefully it doesn't get that bad. But it's just crazy to think we're living in that time in history where, uh, you know, it's possible in our lives that we will have scientific evidence and proof that there is life outside of our planet. But what's even crazier to think about is it's so close, it's like next door. It's not like, uh, you know, millions of light years away, never to be reached by anything that we have today in modern technology. No, we can send something there. It's just how can we make it survive there? But back to what I was saying... It's just crazy how close it is. If it's that close and it's right under our nose, it just leads you to believe, like, there's gotta be a lot of life out there if it's right next door to us, too. Alright, so let's bring this show back down to Earth and get into our second half of the show. Alright, so before we go into our first Florida Man segment, I just want to make something brutally clear for you outside of Florida State listeners. Florida gets a bad rap, and it is well-deserved because the stuff these people do is ridiculously stupid and depressingly sad, but the reason that you always hear about it is because Florida, unlike your states, has something called the Sunshine Law, which makes these stories readily available, and your state doesn't do that. Lucky for those people. And now, it's time for the Florida Man segment. You know, because, well, crazy shit happens in Florida. <laughs> so, like any other Florida Man story, only something like this would happen here. So, picture this. You're in Florida, of course, and you're at a tropical smoothie, and... You order something on the menu, and they say, hey, you know, sorry, we don't have that anymore, but somebody in the back tries to make it, and for whatever reason, it's taking a while, maybe you're getting impatient, and then, boom, all of a sudden, some guy walks in the store and shoots you in the face. That's what just happened in Fort Pierce a few days ago. So it took them a few days to find the person who did it, and it turned out it was a 17-year-old kid. And right now, investigators are saying that it was just a coincidence. And you know what? I kind of believe them because this is Florida. Like, you could just be at a tropical smoothie and get shot in the face for no good reason. But in, you know, a reality that most people live in, it doesn't sound like this is a coincidence. Like, I don't want to start guessing about what happened here, but I'm going to. So, what do you think happened? Like, my best guess right now is that... Uh, you know, one of the kids working back there, like, the shooter was probably their boyfriend or something, and they were probably texting, and that's probably why it took so long to make that smoothie, and maybe this guy came in because 
somebody texted their friend or boyfriend about it, and then they shot this guy in the face. I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. Write me. Hit me up on Twitter. I'd like to know what your theory is on this. Um, I mean, this isn't the craziest Florida story I've heard. There's been worse, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be more, and you'll probably hear about it if you listen to this show. But, yeah, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. And just want to say thanks again for checking out our first episode. I hope you come back for more. And I look forward to bringing you the next current event and the next Florida Man story. So see you guys back here next Wednesday for our second episode.